New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. This is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here at New Vision, coming to you from our Buchanan campus. Uh, For the next two days, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 30. Today, I'll be reading the first 17 verses from the New International Version. The sayings of Agur, son of Jacob, an inspired utterance. This man's utterance to Ithiel. I am weary, God, but I can prevail. Surely I am only a brute, not a man. I do not have human understanding. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I attained to the knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son? Surely you know. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and still and so dishonor the name of my God. Do not slander a servant to their master or they will curse you and you will pay for it. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty, whose glances are so disdainful, those whose teeth are swords and whose jaws are set with knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among mankind. The leech has two daughters. Give, give, they cry. There are three things that are never satisfied, four that never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, land which is never satisfied with water, and fire, which never says enough. The eye that mocks a father, that scorns an aged mother, will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. Not long ago, I watched a TED Talk on the Dunning-Kruger effect. You can look this up on YouTube if you want to check it out, but uh, it was a really interesting discussion or talk, and I learned from that that People who have a moderate amount of knowledge on a particular topic, they tend to realize just how much they don't know. And this principle carries over into our study of Proverbs. The paradox is the wiser you become, the more you realize your own lack of wisdom. And that's what we see going on with this guy named Agur. In Proverbs, we know that humility and wisdom go together, and likewise, pride and foolishness go together. Agur is a model of what it looks like to be humble, to have true wisdom. He's a nobody because this is the only place in the Bible where his name and his father's name are mentioned. Some think maybe he was a Gentile. Um, I, I know I read one commentary that said he could have been an official in Solomon's court, but we really don't know for sure. But even though he was a nobody, he's also a somebody. He's a prophet. He's speaking uh, this oracle. He's speaking things that God has put in him to speak. But at the same time, that doesn't inflate his ego. In fact, the more 
Agur knows about God, the more he knows God, the more he realizes he doesn't know. So in verses two through three, Agur just confesses his lack of understanding to us. He says, I haven't learned wisdom and I don't have knowledge of the Holy One. We can only guess what God is like because none of us have seen him. The only way to know God is if God reveals himself to us. Notice the the rapid fire questions in verse four. It kind of reminds me of uh, the ending of the book of Job, you know, when God's talking to Job and he basically questions Job, but um, it says, who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son? And the answer to all of these questions, at least from Agur's perspective, is no one. No human being has done these things. None of us have gone to heaven and come down. None of us have established the ends of the earth. But from a New Testament perspective, we all know that the answer to these questions can actually point forward to someone who has, someone that Agur didn't know about. He didn't know this person by name when he wrote this. What is his name? What is the name of his son? Well, we could answer his name is Yahweh and his son is Jesus Christ. Because in the Gospels, we see Jesus meeting all these qualifications. He he does control the wind. He says to the storm, peace be still. And, and he does that to the storms in our life too, doesn't he? He, he tells them, peace be still. Jesus rules over the waters because he walks on the water. Jesus reigns over the ends of the earth because the gospel goes out to the ends of the earth. And since Jesus has ascended and descended, we can trust that God's wisdom has been revealed through him. John chapter 1, verse 18, John said, No one has ever seen God. Sounds a lot like what Agur is saying here. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father. He has made him known. We've read many proverbs about the wisdom that we need for everyday life. Um, you know, we've talked about relationships. We've talked about finances. We've talked about communication. But Proverbs also points us to, to Jesus and, and says to us, he is the true wisdom of God. It's not enough just to have practical wisdom for everyday life. As important as that is, you understand a lot of these topics that we've talked about you may understand those things, but still maybe you don't understand Jesus Christ. And here's the reality. If you don't know Jesus, then you really don't understand the fear of the Lord. You can't. If you don't know Jesus Christ, then you really are not wise, even if you have a lot of practical wisdom. In verse 6, Agur admits that God's words are really the only words that will prove true. To, to try to add to God's wisdom, to try to add to his word, that's just foolish. That's proud. So in the only prayer, as far as I can see, the only prayer in Proverbs is right here. Agur asks God to help him to just be content with a humble life. He says he wants a life of neither poverty nor riches. And Agur knows that either too much or too little could bend his heart away from God. So he asks God to keep him from both of those temptations. I think that's a wise prayer to pray. Lord, don't give me too much so that I don't depend on you, but also don't give me too little so that I'm tempted to sin as well. Maybe uh, I might turn to things like stealing and just not trusting in you. So some people do become so desperate in trying to support themselves that you know it's a temptation for them to not trust God and not obey God in those areas. In the rest of the chapter, Agur 
goes on to show the consequences of pride and, and the rewards of humility. So in verses 10 through 14, he talks about how pride can lead people to slander, to speak falsehood uh, against others. It can lead us to dishonor our parents. It can lead us even to take advantage of the poor. Pride blinds people. Uh, we, we don't see our own faults, but we are, we're able to point out the faults of others. And verse 16 tells us that like a desert or a barren womb, pride is never satisfied. It's always wanting more and more and more of what it doesn't have. So what's the solution to the Dunning-Kruger effect? Well, Edgar points us in the right direction. We all need to follow his example. We need to become humble learners like him and recognize our own limitations. Um, so I would ask you today, are you, are you tempted to think that you're wise? Maybe you think you're academically gifted or you, you think you're really intelligent. Edgar would say, we're all children. We're all infants when it comes to the wisdom of God. So let's never put our confidence in ourselves, not even in our own intellect, not even in our own minds, but let's put our trust and our confidence in Jesus Christ. He's the one who has gone up to heaven and come down. He's the one whose hands have gathered up the wind, who's wrapped up the waters in a cloak, and who has established all the ends of the earth. Well, thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to reading the second half of this chapter with you tomorrow, and we'll continue our conversation on Proverbs 30. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.